0: Hi friends. Happy Monday. I'm so excited to bring you this interview today with my friend Pastor Aaron Daigle. And Pastor Aaron is a speaker, an author, a YouTuber. He's so legit. Y'all are going to love him so much. And he really helps Christ followers step more deeply into their purpose and just have a deeper understanding of the biblical principles of scripture, but in like a totally real life way. He's so fun and we just had a great time today on this interview, and it was truly a Holy Spirit thing that led me to asking him to come on the show. And y'all, you know, I don't really have guys on the show, and he is the very first, and definitely not the last, um, guy to come on the Stephanie Gass show. So I hope that you guys enjoy this as much as I did. We're going to be digging into waiting on God when he's waiting on you, and the three W's of this waiting process, and I know if you're anything like me, you know, hanging out in the messy middle is the most uncomfortable thing, and we slightly hate it, but we also know it's necessary, and so we really get to lean into these three principles today that are going to help us navigate that awkward middle. Let's do this. building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world, you are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Okay, before we get into today's chat, two things. Thing one, I know you guys love when I do this. Thing one is that you have heard Chelsea and I talk about Call Her Blessed, our very first and potentially only retreat going down March of 2022. We launched it just a couple of days ago, and we only have six spots left. As of right now, VIP is already sold out. If you have it on your heart to come hang out with us, pour into your business, your God-sized gold, goals, not gold. I mean, gold would be fine too, but I mean god size goals, uh, and um, hang out with us, get pampered, go through a 90-day goal map, reverse engineer, dissect, go through our CEO retreat planning process with us to really get super extraordinarily clear on what you're called to do and who you're called to become in your home, motherhood, and your business, then... Call Her Blessed is for you. Six spots left. Three, two, one, go. We will sell out. There will not be an opportunity for any more people to come. This is all we have are these 20 spots, and there are only six left. So if one of those is for you or you just want more information, head to callherblessed.us right now. Callherblessed.us. Thing two. There are only five spots left for podcasts to profit. This is kicking off January 13th of 2022. If you are a podcaster and you wanna grow and scale your business, you're tired of playing small, you're tired of being a part-time podcaster, and you wanna make it your entire business model, just like mine, you wanna let go of all these weird methods of marketing and all these uh, hustle harder movements, and you just wanna pour into one thing, one to many. Your podcast is your absolute thing. You're marrying it. Come on, girl. Podcast to profit. That's where we're going to... Scale Your Show, SEO, Keywords, Optimization, Growth Strategies, Podcast Pitching. I'm gonna help you build your thing out, whether it's coaching, courses, a program, or a blend of those things. We're gonna do Sales Page Optimization, Sales Pitching. It is just so flipping good. Y'all, I am telling you, we have had success story after success story. You can go read um, a handful of them over at PodcastToProfitMastermind.com. But if this is for you, you're gonna want to apply ASAP again only five spots left for the spring class. And this is the last time you can get into Podcast to Profit for this price. We are increasing the price for the summer session. So if that's a consideration for you, podcasterprofitmastermind.com I can't wait to meet you at either CHB or P2P. Let's grow, girl. Hello, Pastor Aaron. Welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Hey, Steph. I'm super pumped to be here.
0: Me too. I hope that you realize this is a milestone, 370 some episodes and you are my first ever official male guest. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. I'm so pumped. I I listen to the show. And as you talk to the ladies, I'm getting all psyched about it as well and saying, yeah, I'm mom so hard. Also, let's do it (laughs) ladies. So it's an honor.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm so excited that you're here and we got connected actually on Instagram. You know, if you guys follow my Instagram, doing like white memes every other post. And so I'm always looking for like epic white memes and this amazing account keeps coming up and it's pastor Aaron Daigle. And like your meme quotes are like life-changing. And I'm like, I'm going to save that one. And I'm going to share that one. He's like, who is this chick? Keep sharing my memes. And so that's how we actually got connected, which is so fun. So tell us a little bit about you. You're an international speaker. You're a published author. You have a YouTube channel. You're married. Tell us just a little bit more about this story. Like, how did you get to where you are now? And what does that journey look like?
1: Totally. Thanks for asking, Steph. I grew up in a Christian environment with my mom. My dad was super abusive and uh, was on drugs and alcohol. And it was just a crazy scenario. When I was 12 years old, someone broke into my house in the middle of the night and rape my mom in front of me. And so I was pretty much done with God and left and went onto the streets, got in drugs and alcohol and juvenile jail and things like that. And through a chain of events, I ended up coming back to God in my late teens. And I'd always known that he had called me to ministry. So I pursued a career in teaching and just wanted to pour into other people and help young people through struggles. And so I got involved in the public school system and then Later on started pastoring a church in the city, was doing all that, but the entire time I'd always felt like traveling and being a guest speaker in different churches and conferences and putting out material online was something God had called me to. And after about five years of both pastoring and teaching in the public school system, I eventually pulled the plug and jumped head first and started my YouTube channel. I probably would have started a podcast had I found your podcast before starting my YouTube channel, but that's what we do. I'm full-time in ministry. And my wife is a marriage and family therapist, just pouring into couples and families and helping them in that capacity as well. So.
0: Wow. You go through all of this craziness in your childhood and all of those hard things. And it seems like you are so far from God's path for your life. How did you get saved? What was that like? What was that story?
1: Yeah, so when I was twelve, my mom had been bringing me to church, and I was around the things of God. And a missionary came through and shared his vision of what he was doing overseas, and it got a hold of my heart. And I said, "God, I'll do anything to share Your truth and Your love with people in different languages and different cultures." And I, I guess if I'm gonna give my life to ministry, I might as well get saved and give my heart to God too <laughs> in the process. So I was like, "Oh yeah," and by the way, I'll live for You as well and like be saved and stuff. But not too long after that was when the rape took place, and I just got far away from God, but he never really let me get away from him completely. I remember one time smoking weed in a circle of friends and he was talking to me while I was getting high. And he's like, I have something better for you. Oh. What are you doing? And just it at my heart, well, when I was 17, I found out about a Spanish speaking church in my community. And I had no intention of giving my heart back to God, but I was like, well, they got Spanish music. I can learn Spanish maybe get me a Spanish girlfriend. I mean, I don't know. Let's try this out. So I went for Spanish and within about a year or so, i gave given my heart back to God. And about a year after that, I was fluent in Spanish. And then a few years after that, I was pastoring that Spanish church.
0: Oh my goodness. Pastor Aaron, won't he do it? That's so good. Oh man. Love it. So today when I reached out to you and I just felt Holy Spirit's prompting to ask you to come on the show. And I just handed it to you and I said, what do you want to talk about? You know my avatar, you've listened to the podcast and you brought to me this topic of this concept of like being in the middle, especially as we are trying to build God-centered businesses. And you said, hey, there's these three W's of waiting on God when he's waiting on you. And I'm like, that's it. Like that's going to be so great. So that's what we're going to talk to you guys about today. And I think the first thing is we see you, Aaron is building a God-centered online business through his ministry and his YouTube. I have obviously been there and still building and stewarding this calling that's on my life, but there's so much struggle in this waiting. It's hard to just trust in God and to sit with your faith when you're not really seeing the fruits of all of that. And so Pastor Aaron, I guess the first question is, is this just us? Like, Is this just a now thing? Or are there examples from the Bible of someone who's also struggled with this tension of trusting God, but also kind of taking responsibility for where they're at in this journey for us as kingdom builders?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when I saw this in the Bible, I was like, oh my God, it's not just me. There was somebody else who's dealing with this tension of like, how do I make it happen? And own responsibility and like do what I'm supposed to do. But at the same time, like trust in God to open these doors. And oh, when I saw this, it just, oh, I was so excited. So here's what happens is Ahab and Jezebel, king and queen of Israel, decide that they wanted a piece of property from this guy named Naboth. He didn't want to give it to them, So they come up with a little scheme and decide to kill him and take his property. Right. So when they take it, God decides that he's not going to allow that. He's going to repay them for the evil they did to Naboth. And he says, I'm going to repay them right here on this land that they stole from him. And there's a man named Jehu who hears that. Well, later on, Jehu becomes king and on his way to the palace where King Ahab is at. And King Ahab sends out some people and he says, go find out who that is who's coming up to the palace. And he sends out a servant, but the servant doesn't turn around and come back to the palace, right? He just falls in line behind Jehu. So the king gets afraid and he says, I think that's probably Jehu. Maybe we're going to go check out and see what's happening, right? So he gets on a horse and goes out, the Bible says, to the plot of land that he had stolen from Naboth. Okay. And then when he gets to that piece of land, Jehu goes up to him and he's like, you know nothing about peace. I'm ending this. He shoots a bow and ends up killing Ahab. Well, Whenever he kills him, he tells his servant, he says, look, go ahead and throw his body right there in that piece of land that belonged to Naboth. For the Lord had said he would repay him right here on this property. So here's why I'm sharing that crazy, long biblical story that I don't know, by the way, I had to research and look up and remind myself about before I got on the podcast today. (laughs) But you see, God led Ahab to that piece of land. Jehu didn't force it. Jehu didn't go tie a rope around him and drag him to that piece of land and make it happen outside of God's will or outside of God's timing. God himself put Ahab in that spot. However, Jehu did not sit back and say, well, God prophesied that he would punish Ahab right here in this land. So he's just going to do it. I'm just going to sit here now and just wait for his body to end up there. No, he said, God gave us this promise so let's go ahead and activate it. Let's go ahead and make it happen. And he decided to throw the man's corpse into that land in order to fulfill the promise God had spoken, right? So the the balance that we see here is God aligns events. God puts things in their place. God orchestrates things that puts the opportunities in front of us. However, it's our responsibility to take them, to seize those opportunities and to activate the will of God in our lives. So how does that relate to us now as Christian entrepreneurs building online businesses? Right. Well, we actually make one of two mistakes. We can err on one side or the other. We'll spend years waiting around like God open a door. God, you told me you was going to like bless my podcast. And we got one episode up. Right. And we're like, God, this ain't this supposed to go viral. Like you promised for years, this was going to happen. Right. Okay. Or the other side is like, we'll just pump out the episodes. We'll work. We'll grind but we're not like necessarily sure that God's called us to something or or, like we're not really trusting God to do God's part. And so we will run ourselves ragged in all these various areas, posting online and getting on this social media platform, then jumping onto the next platform and not settling and waiting on God to show us that direction. So balancing this tension of how much of it is my responsibility and how much of it is God is where I've come to find these three W's of what to do while waiting on God.
0: Wow, I love that story that you share. And obviously you guys insert whatever for the body being thrown on the (laughs) plot of land, right, Pastor Aaron? Absolutely. It's like, what's your opportunity? And I think it's so cool that you mention that God's already there with the opportunity. And I usually give them the visual of, He's standing right next to you with this gift and it's wrapped and he's right there. But we're over here, like we're shopping over here and we're looking over here and we're doing this over here. And like, I'll just make my thing instead of just going, Lord, I'm ready to open my gift now, but I'm going to need you to help me assemble it because I don't know how. And it's this beautiful partnership of welcoming him. And a lot of times we're afraid of opening the gift of that part, but then of also saying, Lord, help me assemble what's inside the box. And so I'm super excited to hear these three W's take us into the first one?
1: Absolutely. So the first one would be to actually be willing to do what it is we're stepping out to do. Like Mm -hmm. We have to be willing. I say that and we may be like, well, of course I'm willing. I'm listening. I want to do it. But no, like, are we willing to grow and get better? Are we willing to get uncomfortable? Are we willing to step out and change ourselves to see the change in the world that we're trying to bring forth? right? So one of the saddest questions in the Bible is from the story in John 5, 1 through 8, there's a paralyzed man sitting by a pool. And every now and then an angel would show up and stir the water and whoever jumped in the water would get healed, right? Well, Jesus goes up and says to this paralyzed guy who's been there for over a decade, by the way, he says, "Wilt thou be made whole? Like, do you want to be well? And at first you think that's kind of a dumb question. Like, I know you're God and you know all things, but (laughs) that's kind of not smart. But Actually, it, it was brilliant because obviously the answer was no. The man had all kinds of excuses. He says, there's nobody right here to bring me into the pool and carry me. I'm like, bro, you've been there for a decade. You could have rolled into the pool by yeah. now. <laughs> like, I'd have just sat in the water and jacuzzi my way until the next like angel showed up. But the deal was, is he did not want to be uncomfortable. He was not willing to fight through what was broken to fix what needed to be fixed. And sometimes we're not willing to actually pay the price. We're not willing to go through what we're going to have to go through the three years, the five years of grinding and waiting yeah. and questioning and other people questioning us. Are you sure that you're really supposed to be building a ministry online? Like, really? What is that? Nobody in the Bible had a podcast. So like, right. what are you doing? Right. But then. There's other examples in the scriptures of Jesus encouraging people to go for more in life and to give more and to be great, but he did indicate that if you're going to do this, you're going to have to pay a price, and are you willing? And one of the stories where this is clear at is from the mother of the sons of Zebedee. She goes up to Jesus and she says, look, I got two sons. Let one of them sit at your right and the other one at your left in the kingdom. And what's crazy is that Jesus didn't rebuke her. He wasn't like, honey, I know you think your boys are all that (laughs) in a bag of chips, but like they're just like every other, but he didn't even say that to her. He didn't tell her no. All he did, he said, can they drink the cup that I'll drink from? Mm. When you see that in context and you look at what Jesus was talking about, referring to the cup, which he later in the garden of Gethsemane says, let this cup pass from me not my will but your will be done but i don't want to go through this he's referring to the suffering he's referring yeah. to the price he's about to pay on yeah. that cross for us right so he looks at these guys and he says you can have something awesome but can you pay the price can you drink the cup and so when we're starting out and launching off and say transitioning onto an online ministry and building a platform where we're going to be able to pour value and encouragement into listeners and we're wanting to give ourselves over to this. That is a really great calling. And there's so many wins from this and so much opportunity, but there is also a price involved. It's not what YouTubers make it sound like on their clickbait to just, Oh, do this real fast. And everything's going to open up and be great in your life. Like there's a struggle involved. There's a side to this where you're going to really deal with some things and some stuff in our own hearts comes to surface. And we have to ask ourselves like, Are we willing to do this? And so that is the first W when you're waiting on God to open up doors is to ask ourselves, am I really willing to do what it's going to take to get the results that I'm really trying to see in my life?
0: Yeah, this is so great because let me just tell you guys listening right now, when you finally decide to open that gift, right, or say yes to what God has for you, every single thing that you can possibly imagine is going to come against you right? You are going to think, first of all, yourself, I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. I can't do this. I don't have the resources to make this happen. I'm too introverted. I'm too extrovert. Every lie that you can even think of is going to come at you. Then you've got spiritual warfare. That's going to come against you to keep you small and keep your mouth shut. Because the second you rise up into your authority, you start winning And then the third thing is you're going to have these extenuating circumstances. Maybe your spouse isn't super supportive or maybe they're, oh my gosh, there's no money in that thing that God's calling me to. I don't understand. And so what we're saying to you is that you have to be willing to push through this insane amount of opposition, even though, and partnering in with God and saying, I'm willing, no matter what comes against me. Like This is just a beautiful illustration of the gospel in and of itself. Jesus went through every single opposition, suffering, hardship that he possibly could to get to the glory that was already his. You're going to be sitting in that same seat. And so what we're asking you today is, are you willing? And it may be a year and it may be a decade and it may be your lifetime that you're fighting through this willing phase. Pastor Aaron, I'm sure there's so many other examples of this in scripture I don't know if you have anything else to add there, but go ahead and move us to the second W.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just let me sit on what you just said for about an hour because I needed to hear that so much. (laughs) So good. The second W is to be wise, to use wisdom when we're moving forward in our God given calling and making sure that God is on board with this and that He has truly called us to it. You see, we don't want to get ahead of God and run off with our own plans. And another way I like to think about this is to say, don't jump out of a plane unless God tells you to go skydiving, Mm. right? Like it's okay to completely shift ministries and do something online and give it all you got. It's okay to quit your job and do something like that. It's okay to really put yourself and your family on a strain for a little while to do something like this. If it's what God is telling you to do at this time of life. Now, Proverbs 3 and 5 through 6, it's the very well-known scripture of trusting on God. It says to trust him with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding, but seek his will in what you do, and he'll show you which path to take. And I know that can be fuzzy sometimes, and some we get to where we question whether or not God called us to do. And this isn't even on my notes, but I want to share this. A good way I have found to know when I'm in the will of God is that I have a sense of peace inside of me when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, when I'm doing what I'm called to do, even if it's difficult, even if it doesn't make sense. Whereas if I'm spending time doing something that I wasn't created to do, I feel unfulfilled inside. And so that is a good indicator. If you're building something and putting yourself out there and putting content out there to encourage other people online and build a Christian business, you might not be seeing the fruit right now. You might not be getting the kind of results that you'd hope to obtain, especially in the amount of time you'd hope to obtain them in. But how do you feel in your spirit when you're actively doing that, when you're actively putting together the podcast or putting the video together or producing your blog? Like, What happens in your heart? If if God is confirming it to you, and that is his way of showing you his will, and he's encouraging you in that direction, and by all means, if so, run with it. But if you're feeling like you're forcing something and Mm -hmm. it's outside of the plan and will of God, then it might be time to get back in the prayer room and really seek his face and understand what it is he's calling you to do. And one last little nugget here on being wise is that timing is part of wisdom. And just because you're not seeing the fruit right away doesn't mean that God has not called you in it. This whole idea of getting blessed right away and real fast, that's pop culture. That's not how God works. The Bible says in Galatians 6, it talks about sowing and reaping. And if you plant the right seeds, you're going to get the right crops. But there's a little piece of that phrase I want to mention. It says that you will reap if you faint not in due season, that at the right time, God is going to show the results. He's going to produce the fruit, but it's going to happen in his timing. And so if he told you to grind, he might not tell you you're going to grind for three years, but there is a time where God is going to pull up the harvest from what you have planted.
0: Oh, so amazing. I like that you mentioned this peacefulness that comes over you when you know that you're operating in God's will for your life. And I also want to say there's that opposite of that. And I call them Holy Spirit sirens, Pastor Aaron, where I'm like, I'm doing something that I think, oh, maybe that's from God, but I don't know. But let me do it anyway. (laughs) Holy Spirit will like pull the plug on an alarm and like, I'll have all this anxiety and angst, or I'll find myself like starting to idolize something or a phone or an idea or an opportunity, or it starts to become like this constant, like disrest that I'm carrying around. And of course I'll go to like my godly counsel, but they're like, well, have you prayed? I'm like, Oh no, I actually have not laid that at the feet of Jesus and said, is this for me? And you get a resounding yes or no. Most often when you actually ask that question, so pay attention to your Holy spirit sirens as well. And there's another just final thing I want to mention on this one. God will only give you what you're ready for when you're ready for it. Like I couldn't have stewarded the growth in my business or where the podcast is or anything three years ago, right? Like you have to be prepared. You have to go through hard things in order to weather the more. And so armor up because it's just part of the journey. Like there is no up and to the right. There is none of that. It's going to be the ups and downs and God knows the perfect timing in which you are ready for him to hand you those crops of all the things that you've been planting. So just so much yes to that. Okay. So pastor Aaron, let's say someone's both willing to fulfill the dream that God gave them and they've waited on his wisdom. They're over here, like patiently pursuing with excited anticipation and everything is saying, go, now's the time. Like, this is your thing. But they keep running into roadblock after roadblock, after setback, after something's coming at them, every which way they turn. And they're super frustrated. Why can't they get ahead? Why can't they break through? Why isn't it just working?
1: Yeah. So Steph, that is a great question. And there are so many answers to that. It's hard to pinpoint exactly why for one particular person. I think it was very wise, as you brought forth, that sometimes We're not ready for the destiny that God has put in our hearts. We're still growing. We're still learning. Mm -hmm. It could be that the destiny is not ready for us. Maybe the listeners on your podcast are not ready for the content that you're going to be putting out and he's preparing them on their end. There's a whole bunch of different reasons. But the fact that there's so many reasons why we could be hidden setbacks and we probably aren't going to know because God's into details. He's just not into sharing them with us too often. Mm -hmm. That's where we really fall into that third W and it becomes so important and that is for us to be willful. And when I say willful, the word sometimes doesn't make sense. We usually understand it in the full term, willful disobedience, which is being obstinate. It's being stubborn. Literally, this is God's honest truth. When I was a little kid, my mom, single mom, raising me after my dad had beat us and left and whatnot. And shout out to all the single moms out there, by the way, you are God's heroes on this planet. But she would tell me, she said, son, that stubborn hard-headed will of yours is going to be your greatest asset one day, but right now it doesn't got you in timeouts.
0: So,
1: <laughs> there comes a point in our will and our decision that we just have to get that resolve and say, you know what? God called me to build this online business. Yes, it's different than how ministry used to be built. I don't have as many models around me, but I know that I know that God called me to this. I am willing to pay the price and I've used wisdom and God has spoken to me. So now I am going to do this. So when I hit the setback, I'm going to go over it. And if I can, I'm going to go around it. And if I can't go around it, I'm going to dig under it. And if I can't dig under it, like I'm going to just bust it open with a sledgehammer. Like yes. there comes a point where we have to decide that I will not be moved in this. Because I guarantee you, if you're building something online for profit only or because yeah. you want to do a business or whatever, then you may or may not go through, I don't even really know, but I guarantee you, if you're building a ministry, then you are going to have so much opposition from society, the world, from people who don't understand you, spiritual warfare involved that you will have every chance to take exit after exit right. after. And so we have got to decide: I am going to do this and I'm gonna figure it out. And if I don't know, like what I'm supposed to really be doing, I'm gonna get into clarify your calling, and I'm gonna clarify. <laughs> it. Like I'm gonna figure this out. Like no matter what it takes, right? And so, what happens though when we don't get feel the motivation? Like we make that determination, but we wake up and it's just us and a blank screen, and we're trying to write the blog post, and there's nobody around but the air conditioner and the cat. Yeah. Well, uh, something I like to live by is what you feed grows, and what you starve dies. It's sort of like they say sushi is an acquired taste. The more you eat it, the more you like it. If you just start putting out the content, it gets more interesting. It gets fun. Everything's hard until it's easy, right? And so if you feed your ministry and keep pouring into it, you start figuring things out. It gets easier. You get more interested in it. And I don't know, they say 90% of businesses fail. It's probably because only 10% of people are willing to see it through, right? But Hey, you're listening. Steph and I know that you got the grit to see it through, and we know that you will.
0: This is so good. I love this one. I think this is what most people are lacking, Pastor Aaron. Is this, you can get through part one, part two, but when you finally sit there in it and all the hard is coming against you, it's that will to continue pushing through. And it's also the will to keep knocking on God's door. Like, Lord, you placed this word on my life. Like you asked me to do this and there's no fruit yet. Like, why, why am I showing up? And instead of the, why it's like, Lord, you promised me this. Like, let's go, like, let's get it. What am I missing? Where's the door? Where's the person? Where's the client? Where's the opportunity? Like I'm ready for this. And of course we wait on his timing, but it's the asking, right? Like continue praying with a pure heart and you will receive that gifting or that answer in your life. And so this will to keep pushing through, I think is such a missing puzzle piece for so many don't give up, right? Do not give up. And I love that you said everything's hard until it's easy because I'm such a testament to that. Like here I sit three years later. I'm like, podcasting is like so easy. You guys just do it. It's so great. I can bust out an episode in 20 minutes. But when I started, I remember struggling what am I supposed to say? And my content was kind of awkward and you should read the descriptions from episode one through 50. Like they're hilarious. And I'm looking back at that going, oh, there was a time when that wasn't easy, but I kept persevering and willfully pursuing the dream that he gave me in October of 2018 and going, I will not stop until we see this through. We, God and I see this through together. So yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Those are three amazing, amazing W's. Pastor Aaron, how do we put all of this together and really take hold of what it is we're talking about today? This waiting, this waiting on God when he's waiting on you.
1: Yeah, totally. It's just balancing the tension of what's my responsibility, what's God's. I like to say that it's our job to climb the ladder and it's God's job to show us which building to lean it on, right? And this whole concept is in 1 Corinthians 3 and 6, when Paul, he's talking about someone else he worked with in ministry said, I planted the seeds in your heart and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. Mm. You see, God didn't make growth come from absolutely nothing out of thin air because Paul and Apollos were praying for it and hoping for it and dreaming for it. And they actually had to go out and plant the seeds. But at the same time, like it wasn't just their labor by themselves. As you just pointed out so beautifully, we, it's us and God, it's teamwork. And so we can't force growth that God hasn't called us to, but God doesn't force growth for us in areas that we haven't planted. So let's keep planting, keep on doing what God called us to do. And in due season, He's going to open the door and make it happen.
0: So amazing. Thank you so much for blessing us today with your wisdom and with so much encouragement, but also straight up truth about what it takes to keep pushing through that waiting season. Pastor Aaron, where can everybody? come just listen to you. Check out your amazing memes on Instagram and watch your YouTube channel because I know they're going to want to.
1: Yeah, totally. So it is Aaron as in the brother of Moses, J for James as in the brother of Jesus and <laughs> Daigle, as in the brother of Lauren Daigle. No, it's <laughs> not my sister. Everyone asks, but Aaron J Daigle on YouTube. I have some books on Amazon and yes, I do hang out sometimes on Instagram as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend.
1: Thank you as well. It's been a pleasure.
0: If you like Mama's show, leave a review. sweetie, please. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys, every time that I see that this show has impacted your life in some way. So, if you'll do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Gass. I'll share you in my stories and then together we can share the love. God bless you, sis.